I need a French coach. I took a walk through this beautiful world. Felt the cool rain on my shoulder. Found something good in this beautiful world. I felt the rain getting colder. If you've been to France, chances are you haven't been here. France's second largest city, the oldest city in France. It sits right by the Mediterranean. The food is famously good, yet it's a victim of bad reputation, bad history. Marseille, as it turns out, exactly the kind of place I like. But this is a buddy picture, isn't it? Eric Repair is the chef of the three-star Le Bernardin in New York. The Chevalier of France. I think that means he's some kind of knight or something. And my friend. This causes him some problems. He, I like to remind him, has a reputation to protect. I do not. Hey, Welcome to Marseille. Yeah. You've never been here? Never. That's how is this even possible? You grew up how far from here? Like uh, 50 miles, 100 miles. Hundred, you grew up 100 miles from yeah. here. What prevented you from coming to this clearly no beautiful city? Because it's like... clearly beautiful. It's a fantastic city. I mean, it's beautiful, I agree with you. But it has the reputation of being a dangerous city. You live in New York. <laughs> I should point out that every single Frenchman who have said, you know, I'm shooting in France, and they say, oh, really, where? And I say, Marseille, their face drops immediately. They're like, oh. Why, why that? Because they think it's ugly? Do you know what they say? They say, this is not France. <laughs> With a Z like that? This is not France. Merci beaucoup, madame. Well, I'm looking forward to the week. Yeah. This is a low-impact show. What is a low-impact show? It means I'm not, you know, paddling up river. It means I get a flush toilet, eating well, constantly. You, you like luxury. I do. Look, I do. I like a fluffy hotel towel. I like a bidet. Look, I like warm jets of water squirting up my ass. I mean, who doesn't? Oh. I could retire here. I could retire here, too. You see, that's the, sort of the measure of a, of, a, of a place for me, is like if you start thinking thoughts like that, like, that must be nice. I could live there. Just me and my watercolors, you know, just puttering. <laughs> I'll, I'll what, do that when you retire, way. are you going to putter? What do you want putter? Putter means? No. Dicking around. Basically, you wake up and you maybe you paint a little. I can't paint. You know, well, okay, do you, do you knitting, no. little, uh, make, uh, make a sweater? I don't think I have a like. Who am I here? <laughs> I will try to go fishing. I've, you know, I've never catch anything in my life. Do you actually fish? Do you know how to fish? Do you ever fish? I don't know how to fish. I'll show you how. Um, all you need is a car battery and a couple of cables. Trust me, you get all the fish you want. 
Yeah, that's that. You they come right up. Gel. You end up in jail, dude. There's other ways. How do you say dynamite in French? Dynamite. Dynamite. See, yeah, I do speak French. You can tell. You know it's coming, right? You can sense it. Oh no, another fishing scene. This is our vessel here on the right. Très bien, merci, vous-même. Oui, Eric. Bonjour, monsieur. Eric from you is one of only a handful of old-style fishermen who work the sea the old-fashioned way. Do you see yourself fishing? No. It's stressful to me. Right. I always think I'm going to catch like my testicles or my ear with the hook. You know, I I have a fear of fish hooks. Yeah, he's catching denti. Yeah, he and, said he's uh, the best fish of the Mediterranean. I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, hopefully we'll see. Well, hopefully we'll test it. Well, he's supposed to deliver to uh, Le Petit Nice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Eric works exclusively for this man, Gérald Passeda, the extremely demanding chef owner of Le Petit Nice, Marseille's only three Michelin star restaurant. I'm waiting for, for my fisherman, actually. <laughs> it won't be long. It depends what the Mediterranean Sea will offer to us. So it's a long liner, Tony. And how long is the line? Well, he says he has about today 300 hooks. So he basically lays it out at night, yeah. comes back, and pick it up. It yeah. Mediterranean, il faut virer tout le matériel. Combien y a de pêcheurs à Marseille qui vivent comme vous? Dans ce travail-là? Dans ce travail comme ça, là, ouais. On reste cinq. Wow! In Marseille, only five guys, five fishermen who, who are working like him. Wow. You know, he has 300 hooks. <laughs> This must be the 12th fishing scene. No, I must have done 20 fishing scenes in my life. And I, I, think, I think I had one good day out of all of them. Other than that, it's been one humiliating goat rodeo after another. Ordinarily, our typical fishing scene actually would be, it would be rougher than this. Rougher. So we'd be pitching back and forth. And I'd be hanging on to my the contents of my stomach only by realizing that they're feeling even sicker because they have to look through the viewfinder. Through, yeah, so they're like, oh. so it's basically you're playing this sort of race against time kind of a game. It's like, who's going to puke first? Yeah. It's always the camera dudes, though. Is it? No. It'll, generally, it's a producer. He said, bad days, I had some bad days, but this one... This is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> well, there it is. Another extraordinarily successful fishing scene in the can. Time to reap the rewards awaiting us back on dry land. You'll tell me if there's like any oiled up Amazons behind me. Uh, behind you? Right, frolicking naked. Yeah. Right now, they're kind of like mature Amazons, but ah. it will happen. Ah, here's the chef. Super. 
Anthony Bourdain. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. An honor, sir. Would you mind to have uh, the bouillabaisse? We don't mind. Is it a good idea? Will you change your mind? No, no, no. It's a very good idea. There's reinvented, deconstructed, and then usually there's the thing itself. Pasada's take on bouillabaisse, without a doubt, Marseille's most famous dish, is spread out over four courses. First, shellfish carpaccio of raw mussels and clams. Mm. So it's super, huh? And they're raw, of course, and they slice the mussels raw. That's crazy. Wow. wow. <laughs> when I decided to make this bouillabaisse, I had the inspiration when I was a child. On those rocks, you know, when I was with my knife opening the mussels, eating the mussels. In my cuisine, there is no cream, no butter. It's not traditional at all. It's just based on the fish. This is my way of um, thinking my cuisine here for myself. Slipper lobster, weaver, angler, and red gurnard. Lightly seared, then a touch in the oven. The future. Oh, whoa. Oh. This is just incredibly beautiful. It's so delicate and at the same time flavorful and powerful. Oh, this is insanely good. A broth so intense, it requires over 10 kilos of rock crabs and various bony, tasty little fishes to make just one kilo of brown, gloriously brown, magical liquid. Dorade and denti, steamed over seaweed water. Saffron potatoes, and then finally comes that magical brown broth. Oh, wow. C'est sérieux. Ah, Dorade. Saint-Pierre et ça. Simple, tu vois. Parce que comme ça, par direct, voilà. La soupe est bonne, hein? Tu vois? Oh, man. This is unbelievable, hein? You test the fish. The entire fish you're eating, you know? And just when my brain threatens to short circuit with pleasure, descending as if from heaven itself. Cheese. Oh, God. The cheese. You know what? I gotta tell you, I don't care how many naked breasts are on that beach right now because that is much more exciting. <laughs> All right, look at look at it. It's beautiful. Yes. Oh, look at that. Oh man. Oh, I love uh, j'adore ça. Cheese like this, that is just incredible. Merci bien. Oh, yes. 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 Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number Smart Beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support, your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life... I'm a health reporter and have been for 15 years. And even I feel overwhelmed by some of the things I read about the stuff we're eating. My colleague Meg Terrell wanted to take a deep dive into something you've probably heard a lot about recently. Ultra-processed foods. There is a lot to learn there, some fascinating stuff. And some of it is probably going to change the way you shop. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. Marseille was once the hub, the rough-and-tumble principal port for France's colonies such as Tunisia, Morocco, and Algeria. As a result, the sights and smells of Africa permeate the city. There has been attempts to dissuade me from, oh, Marseille, you don't want to go there. And yet, I come here, correct me if I'm wrong, it is a beautiful city. It smells good. You smell the different pastries, the tagine, the wiabes, and burid, and, and it's an extraordinary looking city, and the people are really interesting looking. In Marseille, you are in the center of the world because the world is in Marseille. We are connected to the Mediterranean Sea, so it's very different from the north of France. I feel closer to a guy from Morocco than a guy from maybe uh, Germany or it's different. Cédric Fabre is a Marseillais crime writer who spent decades deciphering the dense layers of crime and corruption, pastis and sunshine. It's a perfect town for writers of noir, plenty of atmospherics and lurid history. Why do you think it's such a fertile ground to set a, a, a crime novel? Uh, for me, it's more interesting because you write about the, the place you live in. I walk in the street, I have an idea, etc. I couldn't write about the past things like uh, James Elroy does because I have to know the, 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 real, the real part of the city, the people. Here it's a really interesting stew of, of, of characters. In Marseille, there is a, a very poor area and a very rich area. The difference between those two areas is the worst in France. So that makes an interesting city because when we write a crime novel, we write about those differences between the poor people, the rich people, etc. So that's interesting. Famina's is an Algerian restaurant with some of the better couscous in town. And since it's a very filling dish and I've only got one crack at it, I go for the Royale. What else? Vegetables, chickpeas, merguez sausage, chicken, hunks of lamb, and meatballs. What people say is that everybody sees themselves as Marseille's first and French second, regardless of your background. Is that true? Because in Marseille, we love that city. It's our city. And in the same time, we hate a lot of aspects. We have both love and hate. It's part of a, a complex, I think. Marseille has always made the bad choices in politics. When France lost its colonies, it was an economic disaster for Marseille. I'm thinking about one of your cities uh, in the States, uh, Detroit. 
it was a huge city, it was yeah. very important. And, and a beautiful. And what happened? Yeah. We abandoned Detroit. It, we, we abandoned it. Uh, it became too black for, for America to love. Maybe France is abandoning Marseille. Sometimes people say, in Marseille, people, they are racist. I would say, in Marseille, people, they are connected with other people. Let's hope uh, Marseille people figure that out. Because I think it's amazing here. ask real Marseille these days, what's the iconic dish? The one thing you most closely associate with home, the answer might surprise you. Pizza. Marseille, it turns out, is the pizza truck capital of France. So this could be a whole new beginning for you, Eric. Yes. I always said you should have a truck. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it with you. Do you have pizza experience? Never did a pizza in my life. Does uh, he know this? No, he doesn't know. I'm going to tell him. Ah. Okay, let's go. Our employer for this episode of the Real World Geriatric Edition is Jean-Denis Martinez. His yellow truck, a rolling pizza oven, is well known in the neighborhood, meaning he's busy. He's taking orders too. We're not going to be good at this. This is going to be like I Love Lucy. More like a Laurel and Hardy. This is like a nightmare. I actually have this nightmare. We're like, there's orders coming in and I don't understand what they are because it's in another language and I don't know where anything is and I'm falling behind. This is literally my nightmare. Okay. Okay? Okay, get in, okay, get in there, man. Get, 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 come on. Okay, Lucy, come on, man. Shut up. Put on this sauce. Put on this sauce. Yeah, spread it out there, come on. Don't take my job. No, no, no. You don't push. You don't. Three spoons. You slappy, man. You're going nowhere, man. What? <laughs> what? I'm getting there. It has to be even the, the sauce. Champignon. Champignon. Okay, ham, mushroom, and cheese. Let's go. Come on, man. The customers are backing up here. I want the pizza. My pizza looks good, okay? Bonsoir, tout le monde. Take, take that. Give it to the lady. No, 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 no. A little bit like that and give it to the lady. A little bit like that. Like that, like that. Okay, good. This for my own. Pizza, I soon notice, is different here. Toppings are somewhat on the high end. Creme fraiche, rabouchon cheese, figatelli, lardon, figs, chef. Look at this line. Stop digging around with your insane perfectionism. Tony, you want a pizza, the guy? Yes. Can you translate this for me? I think this man is speaking in profanities to me. How long have you been working on this pizza? Michelangelo worked on the Sistine Chapel for less time. It's a line of people waiting, Tony. Mood's turning ugly out there. Tony, the lady wants a pizza. He's new, he's new. I, 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 I can't do anything with him. What happened? You have a, you have a union break or what? Yeah. Hey, this is France. Get a nice break. Have I worked my 22-hour weekend? Another beautiful day in paradise, and we're heading out into the countryside. And as always, when embarking on a brotastic adventure, an appropriate vehicle is called for. In this case, a 1972 Citroën Maserati. This car is sweet. Yeah. It's totally 70s. Hugh Hefner probably had one of these. No? Alain Delon. 
probably had one of these. I'll bet uh, Serge Gainsbourg. Serge Gainsbourg, no. Nah. Serge Gainsbourg probably banged like Jane Birkin in the back of one of these. No, actually, you need a little more room. Lille Marin is a thousand-year-old town about 90 minutes from Marseille, a picture-perfect village known for its farmer's market. Do you like green salad? If I make a, yeah, if I make a green salad, you're gonna eat it? No. This one is better, right? That one, okay. We take the female. They have a black tapenade with basil. Yeah. Oh, like the traditional one. Traditional, let's go traditional. Traditional, okay. No, no time to mess around here. We're gonna eat like pigs. Huh? So what else is new? We need a saucisson and the olive. Yeah, 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 definitely. And some bread. And the bread. Yeah. Oh, and wine. And the wine. A very, very, very expensive wine. Yeah? Yeah, we're blowing out the budget. And the Gigonda, it's not as good as the Chateau Neuf. Okay, good. Need more money. <laughs> so we open two reds. We got, we're going to be smashed. He's trying for the Pinard. Okay, on est bon avec ça. Super. Ciao. Merci, ciao. Merci, merci beaucoup. We'll be needing that. Okay, that's our cheese selection. Here's our pomme de terre, which I will be artfully plating. Ugh. Bacon, like a meatloaf all of a sudden. You go from freezing to high heat to... I'm telling you, it's Provence. It's like... Uh, it's, it's rough, it's, huh? It's rough. Hey, this is not bad, huh? By the time we're halfway through this bottle, you'll think this is uh, as good as the finest Bordeaux. And by the way, we're not suggesting, advising, recommending, or in any way condoning the driving of a motor vehicle, especially a high-powered Italian-French hybrid, uh, while drunk, because that would be wrong. No, we're going to take a nap before. Right, until our blood alcohol level is in alignment with uh, all local uh, regulations and laws. I'm going to put salt on the tomatoes. Like that. Oh, that's going to be good like that. You know Martha Stewart pretty well. You've been on her show a lot. Yeah, yeah. Give me an honest answer. Yeah. In a street fight, could Martha Stewart choke me out? I think if she goes to the dark side. Yeah. I think so, too. This is not like my show at all, actually. I'm going to get shit for this, I'm telling you. You're not keeping it real anymore, man. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, it looks like a wine label. As a Buddhist, does this worry you? I'm sorry? As a Buddhist, does this worry you, considering how well this life has turned out for you? No, it's good karma from my previous life. I have to... But how long could that karma last? Until it's dead, it ends. When do you think that might be? Anytime soon, you never know. Karma switch like that, boom, done. What would you not want to come back as? What would a worst-case scenario be if, like, next life? How many chances do you have to be born as what you are, what I am? in that entire universe. Isn't that worrying to you? The next life cannot possibly be better than this. It's probably gonna suck. I so mean, the best have... case scenario, we, you know, in our next life, maybe if you get to sit in a sub shop in Asbury Park, New Jersey, that will be the greatest day of your life. That would be the best but case But the scenario. most challenging... Likely, the you most... end up, uh, you know, a mime. The... A diseased, itinerant mime wandering the streets scrounging for money. Or, or worse. Or... You're a disparate case. I don't know what I'm just saying, how much better could it be than this? Enjoy every minute of this now, Eric. And pray, pray, pray that this is it. That at the end of the day, they roll you into a hole in the ground and your diet for worms. Because if you're right and there is a next life, we are f my friend. Well, the ultimate idea is to be enlightened, to come back and help as many people as you can. So, 
all phenomenons of life and what you perceive as reality mm -hmm. is ultimately one. Let's leave it at that. Serenity now. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. With our bellies full, we're now prepared for the challenge to come. This is Robert and Danielle of the village's Petanque team. The hilltop village of Roussillon is where our epic battle is to take place. Four men enter Thunderdome. Only two shall leave. Now look at these guys. We're totally getting hustled. Yeah, we're, we're in trouble. Now no, they're not joking anymore. No, no. USA, USA. Oh, we have one point. All right, so our humiliation is not total. we That's all we really were looking for. We, right? It's only what we care. Okay, success. success. We don't care. Success. Okay, which one is me? I don't know. Oh, he's nestled. Jinx it. Jinx it. You know you do hamsa, hamsa, hamsa. That's the jinx. Hamsa, hamsa, hamsa. Hamsa, hamsa, hamsa. See? You're wishing evil on others. You're totally coming back as a sea cucumber. Ah, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> We're right to the floor with these yokels. It's like deliverance in reverse. Oh, no. no. What is it? 10 10 now? 10 10. This is the winning point. I know, you're so into this. I can't believe it. You're so competitive. My jacket. Oh, yeah, blame your jacket. There you go. Oh! USA. <laughs> Whoa! I never seen him so happy. <laughs> All right, it's Miller time. Monsieur. Santé. Santé. Merci. I've never seen this side of you, man. I don't know what to think. I cannot believe it. I'm like, wow. The assignment with me, Audie Cornish. Celebrities of all kinds are speaking publicly about their therapeutic trips, so to speak. It turns out there is a burgeoning industry ready to serve the new influx of people who find themselves turning away from traditional mental health therapy. The gap between what we know and what we don't about psychedelic therapy. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. They call them Les Calanques, the many coves or fjords cutting through the rock and soil of the coast on both sides of the city. They are a distinctively beautiful feature of an already beautiful area. But no matter how beautiful the cliffs and chasms of Les Calanques, I sure as hell wouldn't care to dive straight into water of indeterminate depth from a great height. No, I would not do that. Welcome to my bedroom. Uh, yeah. Well, it's where, it's where you jump? Yes. From 18, here? 18 meters. It's only 18 meters? Yes. It looks like it's much more. <laughs> Lionel Franc, known to his friends as Lulu, grew up around Les Colanques. And yes, he would do that. He does it almost every day. You're very close, huh? I like so you have to, to. You have to, like, like propel yes. yourself? Yeah, I push. Oh, I can't even look at you doing that. Oh. That's it? You done? I'm done. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to Don't like heights. Oh, jeez. I look at him and my calves start turning to jelly. Yeah, oh, wait, wait, you wait, look, look at, at the, the fish. fish. Mm. 
So after you belly flop and your food squirts out both ends of you, the fish will feed on it. That's why they're coming. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, look at that. Exactly like me on the morning before breakfast. Okay, good for me. You can do that. I don't know. Impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. Does he get Does he get paid for that? I don't know. Look, as long as he's not a mime, I'm okay with it. It's definitely not a mime. Even the smell of mime makeup, I start to tremble with fear. So it's a phobia. It's a It's a serious phobia. Yeah. Don't like it. Mimes, clowns, nurses' shoes. Why those white nurses' shoes? <laughs> oh, the clogs. No, they're like they're super comfortable, like, and they're white. Yeah. But not like super white because they've been, you know, walking through various bodily fluids and there's a little speck of like blood or urine on it. But that's true terror. Wow. Félicitations, bravo. But you know, il faut pas paniquer dans ces cas-là. No panic. Yeah. You plane like this. Si y a du vent, you pas. You keep like this. Si tu bouges, c'est la catastrophe. Missed it by that much. Too many men on this show. It's a freaking bro-fest. Like most places, the overwhelming majority of chefs in Marseille are men. However, each month, Georgiana View hosts a dinner for her female colleagues. Chefs, all. Everybody here a chef in the business? Yeah. How many more are there like you? Uh, maybe three or four. In Marseille? France, France kind of a uh, machist macho. Yes. Yeah. country. Yeah. And if you want to find your place in a brigade, in a, it's very difficult when yeah. you are a girl, mm. really. But actually, oh. like in, uh, in Mediterranean, the example for cooking, the basic, is called la cuisinière provençale. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because if you want to have good food, you don't go to restaurants in Marseille that much. You know that your grandmother or your mother is, will sure. cook much sure. better. Yeah. Georgiana is from Benin, via Nigeria and London, but beyond all else, she's Marseillaise. Beef tartare with botarga, dried mullet eggs, apple, and celery. Counterintuitive, one would think, but truly amazing and delicious. I'm coming from Paris, and I was used to cook with butter and cream and whatever. And today, I can't imagine my cuisine without olive oil, without vegetables, without seafood, without spices. And on the top, you're going to put some putar. It will be the salt of the tartare. 
it's a good idea, right? It's better than putting anchovies. If you want, you can do it at Le Bernardin and you call it uh, Georgiana Stata. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I send you the picture. Sure. For me, huh? Seriously. I'm going to do it. Ah, cool. Trop bien. And my single favorite Marseille classic, Pied et Paquet, a dish which encapsulates everything I love and believe in about food. First, the hair on the sheep's foot is burned off. The meat is then tenderized and cut into pieces. Sheep's tripe is cleaned and cut into squares. Each piece is stuffed with onions, parsley, garlic, and salt pork before being rolled and wrapped into small pouches. These are stewed for several hours in a sauce of white wine, tomatoes, bacon, onion, and carrots, along with the sheep's foot. I love this dish. I love this dish too. This is everything I believe in in food. This is just absolutely the top. It's a dish with salt. To make it good, you have to put your salt into it. Yes. And if you don't have it, you don't have you don't have real paquet. I like it here. He's already thinking about retiring here. In Marseille? Yeah. Sure. Said I, could retire. I said I could retire here, yeah. Yeah, why not? No, 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 I'm happy to hear that. Let me like... to hear that. <laughs> it's not an easy city. It is not a museum, Disneyland, you know. Everything is kind of dirty and complicated. But when you are in Marseille and just you have the fantastic light and the sea and you can have the best fishes, Yes, you are home. I mean, it's just like being home. Marseille is not France in the best possible way. Algerians, Moroccans, Italians, their cultural and culinary influences have enriched Marseille with flavors and colors all their own. But there's another major influence, the Corsican Mafia, who, to be fair, along with their Italian and Sicilian colleagues, did kind of run things around here for much of the last century. Those days are mostly over, and the Corsican presence has dwindled to a few thousand which is a shame because Corsica produces some of the most wonderful charcuterie and cheese anywhere. There's a lot of preparations with pancetta and, uh, and the wow. chicks. Awesome. Well, we want everything. <laughs> Umillo Pace, a cured meat and cheese shop run by Marie Paul and family, still going after 70 years. Famously or notoriously, or however you want to put it, this was a Corsican town. I mean, when I would go to uh, Akashan as a kid, yeah. My aunt, probably a typical, you know, sort of xenophobic uh, French woman of her of her generation, said, "All, you know, all the Corsicans, you know, they're all gangsters or policemen." Ah, très bien, merci. Oh, today oh, just got better. Lovely. That's no joke. <laughs> Very flavorful. Oof, this right. one is unbelievable. The flavor of that is unbelievable. Yeah, they're not dicking around. Lingers too. Just, I love this. Just makes me happy. Want some? Yeah, have a piece, yeah. You want some? Hey, this is the copa. This one is special. Ah, it's important. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Some cheese. Ah, look Ooh. at that. That's beautiful. Those ones are milder and young. Those right. ones are strong. Ooh, wow. 
That is some. It looks very wow. inoffensive, but it's like. Ooh. That is some deep funk. That is some. Wow. See, when I eat cheese like this, and I drink wine like this, I start thinking about my Don Cheech fantasies. Maybe you saw Godfather too. Yeah, of course. I just think I could just spend the rest of my life sitting in a hill in Corsica, eating goat cheese and drinking wine and having my enemies killed by remote control. <laughs> I would love to live that lifestyle, except for killing enemies. As you know, I'm, I'm not killing anyone, but... I've never seen you wish ill on anyone. As long as I've known you, you've never even said, that rat bastard, I hope something really bad happens. I hope he gets stomach cancer. Or you've, you've never even said, I hope he loses his girlfriend. You've never wished ill on anyone. So let me ask, in your darkest heart of hearts, do you ever stray, do you ever find yourself thinking, oh, I really hope they just, I don't know, I hope they get herpes. <laughs> I wish ill on people every day. Sorry, Tony, you know, I mean, she has to L. <laughs> It's a big night in Marseille. The city's football team, that soccer team to you, is playing, which means the whole city's watching. Eric and I head to the hipster Plain neighborhood to meet up with Gilles Roff, a filmmaker and sports writer for France's top newspaper, Le Monde. So tonight, the big game, yeah. it's Marseille, Lille. It's, it's Lille against Marseille because it's in Lille. It's, it's not here. Lille. So we, we get to watch it on TV. And will all of Marseille be watching this? Yeah. Everybody's going to be watching. You know, we, we did a very good season, mm -hmm. but at the end of the season, we are only fourth. So it's a and must it's win. very important. So it's a must win today. Right. So the dream of every Marseillais, the perfect season would be to see Marseille crush Paris and then move on and go all the way. They don't want to be second to Paris, you know? Right. They want to be second to none. And in football, it's one of the only issues where, where they can be first. That's why people here love so much their soccer team because it's the place where you can show your identity. If you go all around those streets and you ask people, where are you from? They will tell you, oh, I'm from Algeria, I'm from Morocco. But if you ask them, what is your favorite team? They will say, Olympique de Marseille. because they are a part of the city. They are from this city, and the football team is the flag of this city. About 75 years ago, the properties around Le Calanque were mostly farmland. Then, small shacks or cabanons. 
that working-class families from the city used as weekend getaways. No running water or indoor plumbing. Simple. A place to get together, have a long, whiny lunch. Hello. You can't build new ones, and the ones that are here, like this one, owned by Dominique and Natalie Lefrere, have been in the same family since the 40s. And they ain't going anywhere. Is this area protected? Meaning, if I wanted to open a giant modern hotel across there, is impossible, right? Actually, it was just like a couple of years ago. It, it was kind of scaled up on the protection level, so nothing's going to happen now. And most of these properties are owned by the same family for many years. Right. But we lived in Marseille, and we came here for a weekend. That's nice. Lunch is being prepared by André Guidicelli, known around here as Day-Day. Panisse, crispy fried fritters of chickpea, which go really well with Natalie's aioli. And one of my favorites, murex, Mediterranean sea snails simmered in a court bouillon of garlic, wild fennel, and orange peel. That's the taste of this uh, region for me. It's garlic. <laughs> yeah. Olive oil. Yeah. Uh, saffron. Sure. Anise. Anise, exactly. And look at this. Look at this. Sardine, lightly marinated in lemon and olive oil. You can pretty much rub that all over me. I don't care. It's so good, so fresh. Perfect happiness for me. Eating oily little fish in a garden. Okay, so we've discussed the characteristics of the true Marseille. Yeah. Is Marseille France? Ah, ah ça c'est une bonne question. Est-ce que Marseille c'est la France, ouais? Ah, oui. Non. Ah. <rire> yes. Je suis ouais. Je ouais. suis ouais. Mais Marseille, ça passe avant. Je pense que votre région, ça passe avant. You're loyal to New York before America. Well, that's true. So what about the people? What, what do all true, true Marseillais have in common? Un gros menteur. Ah, a big liar. They have the reputation of exaggerating. So if you eat sardines like that, you like, our lunch, we had sardines like this. <laughs> Daube de pot, octopus stew, slow cooked in wine and typical elements of Provençal cooking like star anise, dried orange peel, garlic, and tomato. Spoon over pasta and enjoy. Oh, yes. I can smell that octo stock. It's fantastic. I propose a bon pour So when are you retiring? At what age? As soon as possible. Seriously? <laughs> right? You want to come back? Yeah, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I mean, when you see that, that lifestyle, I mean, people come from all over Europe, by highways, just spend hours in their car to be here. I mean, my grandparents and my uncles used to have that lifestyle, like exactly like that. Right. And I forgot about it. Now I'm remembering. I'm telling you, our chain of cynical surf and turf restaurants, we can cash out in two years. <laughs> <laughs> if it is to be here, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Adieu à tout jamais 
Il y aurait pour tout bagage Que ta douce et tendre pensée Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.